Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Text the show anytime on the SENSA text line. 0427-154-166. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Yeah, good morning to you here on Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Lyon. Top of 25 today in South Australia, so it should be nice to get out and about. Um, we've got a couple off the text line on 0427-154-66. Some of your favourite Bruce McAvaney calls. Dave from Hallett Cove, have you got Bruce's call of Ollie Hall winning the Commonwealth Games 1,500-metre final. It was iconic. Uh, We might be able to get that. Okay. Kip Sanctuary. Hall lifting here. Lifting with a big run. Into the stretch. Whiteman leads. Ollie Hall's coming with a mighty run with Chariot. The Aussies are charged. Chariot goes up. Here comes Ollie Hall with a flashing run. I reckon he's going to get this. He's won it. He's done what Heard did in 1958. It's an extraordinary moment in Australian sport. Ooh, that was a good one last year. That that really got me uh, watching the Olympics, our track and field in particular. Um, this is a lovely text from Linda. What about the all-time great uh, Bryce Gibbs? Bruce calling his uh, Carlton days. Good third man up, Gibbs. Going. Yep, he's done it again. Oh, a second yeah. goal. To half four. Davis couldn't quite. Simpson with him, and then Benhurst wrapped up by Gibbs. Carazzo, Gibbs getting back. Gibbs taking oh, it upon himself. Well, he hasn't had a better night than this ever, I reckon. Oh, oh yes. I just want to get out there and play footy now relive, after hearing that. Relive the good days, particularly with that music backing you. you know, it was <laughs> that, sort that, of Motley Crue, wasn't that, it, that backing was it, you? That wasn't something that was prepared earlier, no doubt. No, no, that was... Uh, that was spontaneous, as always, Bryce. <laughs> uh, one last one here, yep. Steve from Seton. Uh, loving the show, boys. Good to have you back on Saturday mornings. Uh, do you have the 97-98 back-to-back Adelaide Crows call from Bruce? Well, yes. Well, I saw that during the break, Steve, and uh, producer Jace has knocked that one up. So there's nothing left now but to celebrate. <laughs> the Crows are home. It's ticking away. We've done what we thought was impossible. They've been to Perth, to Melbourne, to Sydney, to Melbourne, and they've come back. Oh, man, that brings back memories, particularly the travel factor. That was, uh, I don't think anyone did that until the Bulldogs um, went over to Perth and all around the place, but you rarely see a side win four in a row to get to a flag. Thanks so much for your texts on uh, on your favourite moments of Bruce. Uh, got, getting a lot of tingles there. Now, Bryce, we did say we're going to uh, check in with Port Adelaide's list depth. We did the Crows just before, and now I was tasked with looking into Port Adelaide and it was a fascinating look. And we're going to start here with the key forwards, which I think they are lacking as far as a hulking. Uh, they've got Charlie Dixon, who's 32 years old now. 
But I feel like Porter a bit vulnerable in this area because Marshall's more of a second or third tall. Dixon's 32, obviously. And the others are kind of not your number one banana. You've got Jeremy Finlayson, who's going to be a great as a bit of a hybrid ruck kind of guy. And Mitch Georgiatis, who does your uh, third tall jumping jack kind of stuff. Uh, and after that, though, they did look at it in the draft with Ollie Lord, who's uh, he's 21, but he's very raw. And Tom Scully, who's, um, you know, a, a long way off. So say if Dixon goes down, they really don't have another hulking guy who's going to be ready. Yeah, they certainly have got a huge wraps on, on Ollie Lord and, and mm. we'll hope that his development can fast track certainly uh, really quickly. But um, I've got one for you that, that, that could help. Uh, they've, they've got they've bolstered the, the ruck stocks. Their rucks are, are quite set. Yeah. If they were really struggling... Could you could you start a Scott Lysette at full forward or as a as a key forward and and let a Bryn Teekle ruck? Uh, obviously, Sam Hayes had a taste for yeah. AFL footy in twenty twenty two. We know Jeremy Finlayson and Dixon waxed really well in the ruck, but um, just I'm trying to think outside the box. Yeah. And they could start a uh, a Scotty Lysette if needed, just to be that key pillar down forward if a, if a Dixon and a Finlayson were to go down? Yeah, absolutely could. I, I mean, it's in the similar vein to probably what Melbourne are going to do with Max Gorn uh, going up there, although Lysette's not as mobile um, as a Dixon or, or a Max Gorn. But definitely, I guess if they're in trouble, they could do that. But that's maybe something they, you know, say if Dixon goes down, that might be something to consider in the mid-year draft. Now, I've got up next the general – I've put the general forwards and small forwards all in the one box – Power Pepper, Willie Rioli, Orazio Fantasia. These are guys who are going to probably make the 22. And then as depth, you've got the Jed McEntee, Francis Evans, and Dylan Williams. So a little little light on for depth, I'd say, although Jed McEntee went well. But here is what interests me. The key defenders, Bryce, Tom Jonas uh, and Alir Alir are kind of you guys who will play the bigger boys, although they're not uh, hulking monsters themselves. Then you've got Tom Cleary. So it seems that they're only allowing key defenders with the name Tom uh, <laughs> predominantly at port. So if they can open their horizons and find guys who are not named Tom, they might uh, get a few more key defenders on the list. But I, I feel like they're just lacking a little bit of size there. Tom McCullum, who they picked up from Tassie in the draft last year, is 193. But it's it's no new news. They've got um, Mackenzie as well, who's a smaller – well, he plays on the keys, but he is a smaller guy. They're lacking a, the big size there, don't you reckon? Yeah, I think you've nailed it on the head. And looking at Port's list and depth in all positions overall, they're actually they're pretty well across the board except for this area. This yeah. is the, certainly the, the alarming position that – if they struggle in and get some injuries that it's going to be tough to fill. Obviously, Alir Alir, as you mentioned, you, you sort of don't, although he has been playing on the key defenders, you, you want him like your, your Tom Duda, your mm. Josh Worrell, that your, your third in intercept player getting the second or, or third string forward because that's where he plays his best footy. No doubt he can hold down the key monsters and key gorilla key forwards, uh, but he doesn't play his best footy. He plays his best footy when he can come off, intercept and help out. Um, Tom Jonas, he's always played undersized. Um, and as you said, Trent McKenzie's the other one that they sort of go to. So um, outside of those guys, Tom um, Cleary, he was um, he was in and out of the side, I think, too, yeah, last year yeah, too. Yeah, he's a bit so, more depth, isn't um, he? And then a, a couple of the, a young guys in McCullum and, and Kyle Marshall, 
Uh, very raw. Um, he's a bit more of a, a running defender, I think, he'll turn into. So uh, you're certainly right. That's probably the, the, the biggest concern that Port have, uh, the key defender stakes. Absolutely. Let us know if I'm getting this wrong for you, if, if you know of others who could step up there. But 0427 154 uh, keep in touch. Now, this is an area where Port, I think, are as well-stocked as any in the competition, the general or running-type defenders. So you got Miles Bergman, Darcy Jones, Ryan Burton, Dan Houston, Lockie Jones. They're all probably in the side. And depth, there is uh, Jace Burgoyne and Riley Bonner. Jake Passini as well, he's 192. They seem to have a surplus of these halfback types and uh, general defenders. Really good depth there. Yeah, certainly. And, and a lot of these guys can play up on the wing as well. So they've mm. got a, a couple of strings to their bow. And, and these are the guys you want the ball in their hand. Uh, the Ryan Burtons, the Houstons, the the Burn Jones, uh, they've been a staple of Port's high half high half backs for the last couple of years. And uh, if they were to a couple of, of those players were to go down, there's certainly enough stock to uh, to cover them quite easily. Yeah, and particularly yeah, the wingers there. You've got Dersma, who we're hoping um, gets his mental space right when it comes to the contested ball this year, and Josh Sin, who. I'm really excited about for Port Adelaide. He's got blistering pace and a bit of depth there with Kane Farrell and Hugh Jackson, South Australian boy who runs really well. They're mostly interchangeable with the running backs. So I think they're okay in that space, Bryce. But I'm interested in your thoughts on this one because it looks pretty good to me, the midfield department. Connor Rosie's come up and looking fantastic in the midfield. Zach Butters, we're hoping, takes another step this year. Ollie Wines, of course, is a leader in there. Then we've uh, recruited Jason Horn francis over, who I'd hope is uh, starting in the midfield quite a bit this year. Trav Folk, who I think they're going to have him oscillate a bit mid-bit half forward so they can let those young guys come through. And then there's a bit of depth here as well. Willem Drew, who's your defensive mid, who probably gets a call up into the 22 to, to play that role. Jackson Mead, Trent Dumont, and uh, someone who I don't know much about, Nathan Barkler, who's a, a Cat B rookie. Yeah, they, they're batting pretty deep in, in the mids and uh, a good mix too. I mean, obviously, all can win contested ball and then you've got some some guys with genuine leg speed in there now with your Rosies, your Butters. Jason Horn francis can, can burst out a stoppage, so... Um, when you got the balls in there, Ollie Wines just winning contest the ball after contest the ball. We know Trav Boak uh, wins it on the inside and on the outside. And you said more of your, your defensive uh, stopper at times. We've mm. seen him play in William Drew. Uh, he can win his own ball when needed to as well. So uh, I really like their mix in there at the moment. If there was a couple of those boys to go down, I mean, we've seen Sam Powell Pepper play in the midfield. I think we've seen Dan Houston play in the midfield at times. So um, you can sort of mix and match those players um, if needed. So uh, I think one of their really strength Mm. uh, in the Port Adelaide side this year is their midfield. And no doubt there'll be one of those or two of those players off the bench, half forward, inside. Um, So there's going to be a lot of different looks that Port can use in there. Yeah, there's a lot of players uh, who are exciting me for Port Adelaide this year and a lot of uh, things that I, I want to see how their game style sort of plays out with some of the new players coming in there. Um, we haven't touched on Ruck yet, Bryce. So this is an area where I think they're a little bit light on. Scott Lysette is the main guy. Now, if he goes down, as we saw last year, Finlayson can do a job in there and he did very well last year. 
Yeah, Bryn Tickle, we don't know if he's great yet, but we think he can do well. And then you've got the kids, Dante Vizantini, Sam Hayes, who I think they're, he's a little bit off the boil with Port now. So the Ruck's still quite vulnerable because we don't know how long Lysette is going to be around. And we haven't got a full read on Tickle. So if Lysette goes down, Port could be into a, for a similar situation to last year. Well, yeah, we, we, we obviously saw it firsthand not that long ago and, and they covered it brilliantly and no one would have picked Charlie Dixon and Jeremy Finlayson to stand up mm. like they did, especially Finlayson. Very like, mobile. Had a crack, jumped in and then once the ball hit the ground, he was essentially like another midfielder. So, mm. I mean, he's battling uh, an injury concern at the moment. So Paul will be hoping that he can get back uh, really quick. But yeah, Sam Hayes had a bit of a taste of it. He, he was, uh, he'd been waiting in the wings for a couple of years um, probably not as mobile and didn't get around the ground um, probably as well as Port would have liked. But I, I was really impressed actually with Bryn Tequel and the, yeah. and the, and the, he obviously got an opportunity, but he, I think he took it with both hands. And if it wasn't for injury, we probably would have seen him play a little bit more. But um, yeah, I think they covered Scott Lysette's injury, injury uh, amazingly. Uh, he's obviously back fit and firing is big Scotty Lysette, uh, and he's still the main man. There's, yeah, there's no doubt about boy. that to give uh, the mids first look at it. But, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen what they did last year, and I think they'll be able to cover him if he was to go down again. Yeah. All right, give us, let us know your thoughts on 0427-154-166. How do you see Port's list and, and where are the deficiencies? It'll be interesting to see what they do with the mid-season draft. And overall, interesting to see where Port finished because if I'm Port Adelaide, I'm we're aiming for a top four because there's the potential to, to get top four for sure for them. But you need a few things to go right. Um, Bryce, up next, we're going to wrap around the whole world of sport. Uh, what's going on in the UFC? Of course, you're right across the NBA trade period and the cricket, all things sport. But before we get to that, the pitch has been a big talking point during the week. Bit of a snake pit, some people are saying. It's not quite playing out that way because there has been 100 made. But Robert Craddock, whenever he speaks, I listen. And uh, this is what he had to say about the pitch and uh, Todd Murphy. I've never seen a a pitch prepared, a two-tone pitch like this, where you deliberately refuse to water an area of the pitch on the, due to the balance of the opposition team, which Australia having six left-handers out of their first top eight players. And it, it, it's absolutely dreadful, isn't it? But um, and, and I've never seen a situation where a guy like Matt Renshaw, who's a left-hander, could sacrifice his place in the team to right-hander Peter Hanscom on the basis of the condition of a portion of the pitch. Like, it's just, that is a story Test cricket has never had before. Australia is deep in discussions, Jared, over its team. And don't write off Victoria's very own Todd Murphy for making one of the most stunning test taboos we've seen in many, many years. Well, hindsight's a beautiful thing because he obviously said that before Todd Murphy uh, set the world on fire there, um, which was fantastic to see. Hey, Bryce, up next, we are doing a sports wrap around the world. Good to be with you on Saturdays in SA. Tom Lyon, Bryce Gibbs with you. Top of 25 today.